Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Peaceful Body Podcast. So today, hi, my name is Inez Bai. I'm your host as well as a health and mindset coach. I quit social media for a week. I just decided to have a little break. As I spoke about in the last episode, I was just feeling a little bit burnt out and a little bit of a creative rut. And if you've ever been in that position, sometimes it can feel like you're at a crossroads and there are a million different pathways that you can go down, but you just can't figure out which foot to put forward, which direction to go. And often at that point, and my conditioning in the past in that point has been to ramp things up, do more, figure it out more, work harder, add things more. What else can I do? But in the past, it's only led to me feeling really burnt out and just spinning out and further not knowing what I need to do until my body literally like shuts down and I have like a mental breakdown or I get really sick or something else bad happens. And for me, as I was explaining in that last episode um, in the interview that I did with Angerard, it's been such a huge piece of growth to recognize the signals that my body is giving me to give myself space to actually listen to my intuition because creativity doesn't happen when you try to force it. It you know, you don't become more inspired by adding more things on top of yourself to do or putting more pressure on yourself to do all of the things. I have learned that lesson time and time again. So this time I did something completely different and probably completely different to what most people would do and I took a break from social media. I was still working I was still serving my clients. I was still recording the podcast. I was still, you know, doing all the things that are BTS in this beautiful business of mine that I'm absolutely obsessed with that I get to do every single day. But I just took a break from Instagram mainly and uh, Facebook aside from I have my group coaching programs are on Facebook, but I deleted both the apps off my phone. And the fears that came up for, for me before I did this, I remember I was like, all right, on Monday, well, On the Monday, I was like, I'm going to delete Instagram this afternoon. Like I was just finishing off the launch of the Peaceful Body Project, which we had the first call last week. And I'm freaking obsessed with all of the women that are in that program. I absolutely love that program. And I'm so excited to take the women through the next eight weeks of healing their relationship with food, stepping into their power and feeling content in their bodies. So really excited about that. Um, So I finished the launch on Monday. And as I was getting ready to take a break from social media and Instagram, I had so many fears pop up. So obviously, I run my business literally purely off Instagram. Like I get a few clients from, well, from the podcast as well, actually, but every, like, you know, it, the way that people reach out to me is via Instagram. Um, and then I also get a few clients from Facebook and sometimes word of mouth. Like I am so grateful when my clients refer their friends and family to me, which does happen a lot as well. And that's like a really, really beautiful place because obviously the clients that I work with are um, like, if they recommend me one of their friends and family, I'm just like super excited because I I love all of my clients. I love the people that I call into my business. And so when I get to work with someone that's really similar to that person, I'm like, yes, hell freaking yeah. But some of the fears that were coming up for me, yeah, like because of going off social media was that obviously, how am I going to run my business? How am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to pay my bills? Like, of course, all of these things. So for me, there's a lot riding on me taking a break from social media because I'm not just the average user, you know, just lurking around having a stalk. I mean, I do do that a little bit, but not really. Since I launched my business two and a half years ago, it has been a business on Instagram. I take it very seriously. I'm always thinking about how can this piece of content be of value? How can this 
posts that I'm doing or this story that I'm sharing help at least one person. I'm always thinking that behind every single piece of content that I'm doing. And if you follow me on social media, you'll know I'm literally just spurting out as much helpful advice as I possibly can. Because for me, when I was struggling with my body dysmorphia, my relationship with food, my mindset, I was constantly searching the internet to find a way to heal myself or to find a way that Um, I could let go of what wasn't serving me anymore and figure out like actually how to listen to my body and figure out how to feel content and at peace within myself. And so for me, being able to use the internet and having some form of an influence, you know, I've got a very small corner of the internet that I guess I can call my own. And it's something that I'm always looking to keep growing. So that's why I appreciate it so much when, you know, people share my podcast on their stories or they share my posts on their stories or they just share my account with a friend or a family member or whatever because I'm really really passionate about spreading this message that I have to as many people as possible because I truly believe that when we feel more content within ourselves when we realize our own power when we realize how resourceful and capable and gifted each of us are and we can step into that the world's going to be a more chill place the world's going to be a more progressive place a more open place a safer place an abundant place these things are all freaking possible But it starts with us taking responsibility of our own vibe first. But anyway, wow, really just going off on a tangent there. If I'm not on Instagram, how am I going to do that, right? How am I going to have an influence? How am I going to be able to have an impact? How am I going to be able to share my message and reach out to dream clients and let people come and work with me? But I was really feeling this call within my intuition to just have a break, to just step off social media, to not wait for things to get worse, to not wait for myself to get really burnt out, like I said. And so I blindly trusted that blindly trusted it. I didn't need any proof. You know, so often we're waiting for science or we're waiting for someone else to give us permission or we're waiting for the crowd to do it as well. Like, oh, well, I'll wait until my friend has a break from social media or I'll wait and see if someone else does it or I'll ask someone if it's a good idea. I just thought, no, I'm going to give myself the permission because that's the way that I live my life and that's the way that I want to keep living my life. I don't want to be freaking asking for permission anymore. I don't want to be saying no to things that I really want to say yes to just because I'm scared. Like that, that is so 2019, Hans. 2020 has given you the opportunity to let go of those fears and to move through them. I mean, that those fears are always going to be there, but it's how you move through it. And to me, when I have a fear now, I'm able to move through it so much freaking faster. And that is a sign of growth. Having no fear, being fearless and being frivolous and just throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping it sticks is not a way to move forwards either. So when I move forwards, blindly or I'm taking a leap of faith, it's because I've checked in with my body. I'm really attuned to my intuition. I'm attuned to my soul, I guess, and the universe, but I'm not sitting there being like, is this logical? Does this make sense? Do I need to have a sign? Like I need proof. No, because I have shown myself time and time again that when I listen to my intuition and when I'm able to move forwards with that, that's more than enough proof. Just that I've gotten that nudge, that idea, that download, right? It's come to me for a reason. So I trusted it. And then the other thing that I was kind of nervous about was, well, what if I say that I'm going to have a break on social media for a week and I like can't make it and then I have to come back on earlier and then I have to like admit that I, you know, couldn't go a whole week without Instagram or whatever it was like that was a genuine fear that came up for me um, because I, I care what other people think obviously but then I had to have a little pep talk with myself and remind myself that no one is really going to care that much if I need to come back on social media or if I can't make it for the full week like you know I like to have an impact and I 
would assume that people enjoy listening to what I have to say because I, you know, I get messages and DMs and obviously I run a business. So obviously the the demand for what I have to say is there, but I'm also not that important, right? People are not paying that much attention to me. And I think that is such an important life lesson for all of us. Whether we go to the gym, you know, we think that um, people are going to be looking at me when I'm doing my exercises and they're going to be judging me. Like probably not, to be honest. I, and I know that feeling. I used to have such intimidation or gym intimidation when I was going to new places and I'd feel like people were watching me or judging me or thinking that I was doing something weird. But at the end of the day, everyone's thinking that same thing within their own head. So we're all just focusing on ourselves. Whatever you are thinking about you is so different to what other people are thinking about yourself. And regardless, even if you try and appease everyone around you, still people are going to have an opinion about you that maybe isn't in alignment with what you think about yourself. So You can either waste all your energy trying to please everyone around you or you can just get to know what pleases you. And if you're constantly on something like social media or constantly trying to get other people's validation and outsourcing your power, it's going to be impossible to figure out what you actually like. you got to create that space for yourself first. Um, But yeah, so I was worried about like, what if I couldn't make it for the whole week? And then I was also a bit worried about like, you know, what, like how will I not have that sense of connection? Because I love the community that I've built through social media. I love getting to talk to people. I love getting to see what people are up to. And then of course the, um, like, what was I going to do with my time? I do spend a lot of time on Instagram and I'm not ashamed of that because again, it is my business. Like it's my work. That's what I do as part of my job part of my career is to be on Instagram. And I have to remind myself that sometimes because sometimes I hop on there and I'm like, oh, I shouldn't be on there too much. Or like, am I on Instagram too much or whatever? And of course there's a line and definitely I'm a human being. Sometimes I fall down an Instagram hole when I'm mindlessly scrolling. And also it is my business and I need to start showing up as if it's my business on there. And sometimes that means taking a break so that I can reflect and think about what's working well for me, what I really enjoy and making sure that I'm posting content that is really in alignment with me because I am the business. I am the billboard for the message that I'm creating and that I'm sharing. And if I am not feeling like really connected within myself, then how am I meant to project or it's not that I'm projecting, but how am I meant to communicate a really authentic message? Right. And sometimes that needs time to have a break and reflect and move away and think about even now for yourself. And I've been talking about this with a lot of my clients over the past couple of weeks, Probably this year, more than any other year, you've worked a lot more because in like it's so many in the combination of not being able to go out as much during the week or on the weekends, you just end up working more or working from home. I feel like there's this whole new layer of pressure to be making sure that you're working enough and to be proving to your workplace that you are working enough or because you're at home you're like oh, I may as well just sit at my desk for another hour or you know it doesn't necessarily mean that the quality of work is higher because the the longer amount of hours that you're doing or the more quantity of hours you're doing doesn't necessarily equate to better work or being more productive but probably the hours that you have been spending at work or working or thinking about work has been more than ever before especially if you've been you know in a long period of lockdown which like most of us have experienced that at some point this year some more than others shout out to my my troopers in victoria i am thinking of you every day um every single day and sending you all of my good juju and just knowing as well that for you especially having been in lockdown for so long you've probably found yourself working more than ever before but I think there's this weird kind of 
layer to that as well where we're like well I've been at home so I shouldn't be tired or you know I haven't been as busy lately so I shouldn't be feeling exhausted or burnt out like I don't deserve a rest but you do you absolutely do right even if you don't feel like you've been as productive or you haven't done what you thought you wanted to do or whatever I can guarantee you that your mind has been on in whatever capacity more than ever this year and you've probably had less rest than ever this year even the simple act of not being in an office means that you will inevitably be working more because when you're in an office you might like get up and talk to co-workers or go and get a coffee with people or go get a tea or you're walking from meetings and blah 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 so and for me personally like obviously I don't work in an office but I have been working so much over the past couple of months I have experienced so much growth in my business which I really didn't expect and I think it always happens like that you know like it's the saying we love to hate of like things always happen when they least expect which is like the most annoying thing to hear when you're working towards something because you're like Meh, why doesn't it just happen the way that I expect but truly this year has been the embodiment of letting go and how that has enabled me to experience so much growth in my life in my business yes I've been you know launching incredible programs getting such good feedback I've been more creative than ever I've really rejigged the way that I offer my services as well I've done quite a pivot which is actually something I haven't spoken about a lot on here or at all really it's happened really naturally from fitness coaching to more mindset coaching as well which has just been happening really organically and I've been absolutely enjoying that while still working with a few of my fitness clients as well so I love all of that variety and I for me I'm a multi-passionate diva <laughs> now I'm just a multi-passionate gal so I love being able to do lots of different things and I have been through many experiences in my own life that have really enabled me to coach from a professional but also a really personal level as well and for me within my own journey of being the client when my coach has been through similar things to me and is able to coach me from a place of experience like that is really what helps me link all of the things together like when I think about my coaching I really get this image of um bridging the gap between what we know and how to actually embody it and integrate it and that's really what I aim to learn and even if I think about the difference between mindset coaching and psychology which is what I talk about a lot on here as well because I work with both a mindset coach and a psychologist is my psych she teaches me how to recognize patterns and where they've come from and why they might be there which is really helpful because as I always say self-awareness is the first key step to any sort of positive change but for me, coaching, mindset coaching is really about integrating it. Like I said, how do I actually apply these lessons? How can I expand on these lessons? How can I look forwards into the future and decide how I want to show up with intention, with being authentic, with calling in the things that I really, really desire? So when you combine those two things, let me tell you, you are unstoppable and yeah, anyway, again, I'm going on this absolute tangent, but with all of this growth, right, I have been working a lot, both in my mindset, in terms of my relationships, like there's been a lot of stuff in terms of my relationships behind the scenes that I haven't shared on here. Some I have shared a little bit, um, but just like the way my romantic relationships, my family relationships, platonic relationships, like I feel a lot of us have experienced quite a shift in our like social circles, I guess, with uh, lockdown and with you know not being able to see people as frequently and seeing who we really want to pour our attention to and like who we want to give our um, energy to that kind of thing so there's been massive 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 shifts around that with me as well which has enabled me also to be in a place where I feel more supported than ever before I'm able to really receive the love that has been available for me and to 
be um, calling it in with such ease. Like the friendships, the relationships, the people that have been coming into my life. Oh, I could never have dreamed of. And now I just feel like I have all of these people at my fingertips that are literally just cheering me on. And that is the most incredible feeling, especially coming from someone that has experienced so much loneliness in my life, has experienced feeling excluded and on the outskirts and just feeling like I didn't have a sense of belonging for those of you that did belonging in um, for English, for the HSC, for the final year of school here in Australia, you will know exactly what I am talking about. So yes, all of that, all of these fears came up, all of these things came up for me, but I was just like, you know what? I'm going to take it one step at a time. I'm going to move forwards. I'm going to see what happens. Like whatever. I didn't even set myself a specific time limit. I was kind of just like, well, I'll see. I, I, I deleted the app Instagram off my phone on Monday night. And I was just like, you know, I'll see how I go for the next couple of days. I'll probably stay off until the end of the week, see how I feel then, and then take a break until Monday. So I woke up on Tuesday morning and it like, I don't go on my phone first thing in the morning. So I'm quite good with my boundaries in terms of my phone. I already turned my phone off. It's only on from 8 a.m. until 8.45 p.m. So I'm quite like good within that. And that like, that's still a long period of time, but I know some people which I do not understand, scroll Instagram right before they go to bed. Like I would literally never sleep if I did that. So shout out to my fellow sensitive sleep peeps who know exactly what I mean. So every single morning I wake up, I meditate, I journal, I set the intention for the day. Um, And journaling has been such an incredible practice for me to be really intentional with the things that I want to call into my life. And I was literally reflecting this morning, like, how because I I cra- I create like cracked I yeah I cracked open we can say that I cracked open my third fresh new journal in the past year so I actually only started really like consistently journaling about a year ago so it was just over a year ago last September I was in London for a week by myself uh the memes wow I'm so glad I did that trip and I started journaling and I did the journaling prompts from the holistic psychologist, absolutely froth on them. And I've been doing them almost every single day since last September. And so today, this morning, I cracked open my third new journal from Kiki K, actually obsessed. And I was thinking about how everything that I've journaled about pretty much has come true. Like so incredible. Like there have been certain things like obviously I'm not living in my beach house on the water with my sausage dog just yet. But those are future manifestations that I know are coming to me. But everything that I have journaled about in terms of like like everything in my life that I have that I'm fucking grateful for, I have journaled about and I've really set the intention. Um, but the most important thing is that I haven't been like, this is exactly how I want things to unfold. I've more just been like, this is what I would love to happen. And then I've been really excited about it. I felt into the feelings and I've taken action on getting a little bit closer towards it. But I have never been like, oh, I how? How is this going to happen? When is it going to happen? I've never been like really, really clingy to things. And that's been a huge piece of mindset work that I work with all of my clients on how to let go, how to surrender, which all comes to a place of trusting yourself. If you're someone that struggles to like let things unfold and trust that things are going to work out for you, that comes from a place of you not trusting yourself within, right? We always think, oh, well, once I get the goal, once I get the relationship, once I get the money, once I get the body, then I'll feel accepting. Then I'll be able to let go. Then I'll be able to trust myself. But it's the complete opposite way. You have to learn how to trust yourself. You have to learn how to accept yourself. You have to learn about who you are and what like vibe you want to set for your life because then you become a magnet. Then you become freaking powerful and unstoppable in calling in the things that you want. So journaling, incredible, something I teach all of my clients, something that I, in all of my group programs, everything, how to do and how to like do it in a way that's really, really effective. So I've been journaling and doing that. And, um, I, 
really felt this wash of calm over me. And even though like uh, during the whole week, like I did not feel stressed once I felt uh, not tempted to go on my phone, but there was definitely like this automatic pattern for me, like living on that autopilot, which I talk about all the time where I would pick up my phone and I would scroll to the page on my phone where Instagram was and go and tap on it, but it was empty. So that's why I recommend like, if you're going to do a social media detox as well to delete the app off your phone. And I had resistance to doing this, but like you can always download it again. Like it's really not that big of a deal. It feels so much more final than it is. And that's such a metaphor for so many things in our life. Like we hold ourselves back from doing things because we're worried that it's going to like be really final, but you can always go back to your safety blanket. Like for example, even with dieting, I remember when I stopped tracking my macros, I was like, oh my God, it's so scary. But I could stop for a week and go back to it if I really wanted to do it. Same with investing. Like I might invest in one course or one program or whatever. And I used to think, oh my God, I'm going to lose that money forever. But it's not the case. You're always going to be able to earn money. More money is always coming to you. Like it always is. It's That's the thing. You can invest in something, see how you like it. If you don't like it, move on to the next thing. And if you do like it, then your life may be changed forever. But you won't know and you won't get to see what the changes are unless you actually give it a go. Like don't live your life wondering what if all the time. Actually put yourself out there and decide that you want to change. And this was a huge part for me with social media. I, I kept having this feeling of like, um, I can't even describe it. I've just like, oh, I wonder what life would be like if I was not running my life on Instagram or not running my life, running my business on Instagram. Or like, I, I couldn't even remember what it was like to be on Instagram and not be a business owner. You know, for most of you listening to this, you use Instagram as like a general user. Maybe some of you are business owners, so you'll be able to relate to what I'm saying. But I couldn't remember what it was like to just use Instagram purely for social needs or purely just to like be on there as like a person that posted a cute pic whenever they went out to dinner or whatever, right? And I started to fantasize about what that was like and so for me that was again a sign from my brain of being like well maybe you need a break you know maybe you do maybe you do need to just go out there and and live your life and yeah so I just kept wondering what life would be like if I wasn't using Instagram all the time and one of my favorite quotes sayings um, that I have used to govern so many areas of my life is like go where your mind wanders like what do you keep thinking of what keeps popping up in your mind what do you like daydream about And how can you go there? And for me, it was just this um, idea of like being off my phone a little bit more, being less connected to my electronics, feeling like I was in my power rather than the phone having power over me. And so I just decided to do it. And so often we can convince ourselves that we can um, respond differently or react differently to things without actually changing any circumstances. So for me, I was like, oh yeah, I can like be less on my phone without you know, deleting without having a detox or like, I'll just use Instagram less without with like, but not actually changing anything. Like we convince ourselves of that so often. And by convincing ourselves and saying these things to ourselves, we like kind of make ourselves feel better and make ourselves feel like we're changing things, but we're actually not. And I see this all the time with people that are on Instagram or like, um, like for example, if you're like, Oh, like I might invest in this program, for example, And then you think about it and then you're like, oh, well, maybe I won't invest in the program because I'll just like keep journaling on my own or I'll just keep downloading free PDFs off Instagram or, you know, those like email subscriber things. But like you do those little things and you tell yourself, oh, this is going to change. I'm going to be able to react differently. I'm going to be able to keep doing the same thing, but somehow get a different result. And I get it, hun, because that is what I was trying to tell myself on Instagram. And it's not that I was feeling necessarily like 
overly bad about Instagram, but I was just starting to like wonder what the other side looked like. And I was convincing myself, oh, I can act differently. I can do something differently, like rah, rah, rah. But I wasn't actually taking any actions. I wasn't making a bold move. You need to make a bold move sometimes in order to totally know what it's going to be like. So go where your mind wanders. Take that leap of faith. Let go of it rather than thinking, oh yeah, I'll just be able to act differently or I'll be able to figure out on my own or I'll just keep doing what I've been doing and somehow that's going to help me to change what I am doing, right? And again, this comes from a place of trust, but at some point you have to take action. You have to move forward. You have to do something different that just shakes things up and brings you totally new energy. And yeah, it's scary. Like it's not easy for someone that runs their business on Instagram to take a step away from that. That takes a fuck ton of courage. Let me tell you, like for me to do that, right? Literally think about that. That's like you just deciding to take a break from your work without knowing how you're going to get more work. Like that's literally what I did. So yeah, I am proud of myself. I'm just going to put that out there. Um, But I was really able to settle into it and I was really able to enjoy the juice and the results and the benefits of taking that leap of faith of stepping away from something that I felt very familiar with and very comfortable with. Not once did I find myself bored. Not once did I find myself lonely. Not once did I regret the decision. And I was able to really allow myself the ability to reflect on all of the things that I have achieved this year. Because if you're go, 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 go all the time, whether it be always on Instagram, always talking to people, always going out, always doing the next thing, always like working, always training, you don't actually give yourself a moment to sit back and reflect. Like think about the last time you gave yourself an actual day to just be with yourself, to have some time for self-inquiry, to have some time to audit your life, to figure out what you do want to focus on, what you don't want to focus on, what you want to let go of. Like when is the last time you ever, ever did that and really gave yourself the permission to do that? And no one but you can give yourself the permission to do that. So like I said, I didn't ever get bored once not being on social media and I love it. I'm back on it as of today. If you follow me on the gram, you'll see I did a little um, story updating you on all the happenings. So if you want to go check out the photos that I posted, I would love to see you on there. But not once did I get bored. And I really believe that I needed to go through this process of being off my phone more so that I could experience and really see for myself how far I've come. Because in the past, I used to be someone that hated being at home, that hated having lots of time to herself, that didn't really um, know what to do when I was at home because I was so addicted to working and addicted to getting validation from external sources. So other people or my phone or my family or whatever it was. So having nothing to distract me and not um, constantly being on my phone and getting that like quick dopamine hit. And also I used to be someone that relied on food for that distraction and that comfort as well, right? But now that my relationship with food is so fully healed that I just eat whatever I want, I just don't even really like think about snacking that often. I'm never really like I don't really emotionally eat. It's really easy for me to eat in moderation. And so to have removed all of these distractions, food, social media, um, whatever. Those are the two main things. I, I still didn't get bored. And for me, that's such a big sign that I am really comfortable with who I am. And whatever challenges I faced, I was able to deal with it. And I found myself reaching out and picking up my phone and calling people more, which was incredible because that's such a juicier connection than just talking to people via, um, you know, or then just like sitting behind a screen and seeing people's stories. Like for me, you're obviously going to get a lot more connection by actually calling people. And I like that. I like calling people. I like hearing what they're up to, especially my like friends. Like, I'm obviously not going to call my entire like Instagram 
list and like that's fine but to actually connect with my friends deeper on that level was incredible um and yeah I wasn't bored once I did heaps of journaling like I said heaps of meditating I did loads of yin yoga I was still working with my clients I was responding to their voice memos um I was doing the you know, my group coaching programs. I'm working with my coach at the moment. I went and did a sauna. I was reading a lot. Like I'm reading um, a book by Pandora Sykes, who was the host of the Hilo and she's also an author. And her book is called, How Do We Know We're Doing It Right? And it's all about like topics of... <laughs> modern life I guess so she talks about influencer culture and like the beauty obsession and um, fast fashion and all of these really interesting topics so definitely recommend that it is a non-fiction book and I'm also reading a fiction book called Red White and Royal Blue which is a queer love story where the um, it's a fictional book where the first son of the US falls in love with the Prince of Wales and I freaking froth on it because as we know I'm all coming into this new acceptance of my sexuality at the moment and you don't find many queer like book stories romance stories and what I love about it as well is that it's about more than just like that person's sexuality it's about their life and how they're integrating it into like politics and what else they're interested and blah 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 and it's a really really good read and like anyone can read it like it's just a really interesting read so it's and I read it I read it before bed so it's a really good like wind down little book which I've been loving um as well as listening to an audible book which I've been listening to Untamed by Glennon Doyle which is also really good so check that out I've been listening to heaps of of podcasts so my favorite podcasts are the middle by holly as and jordana levine love those two gals they talk about spirituality and astrology and in a really modern way as well so they also talk about like bachelor and they give netflix recommendations on there too so that's my absolute favorite podcast at the moment i also love um the trust break up podcast which is a podcast about relationships and breaking up and love and dating advice so definitely really good if you're interested in anything like that I also came up with so many ideas. So this is what I was talking about before. Creativity is not bred from a place of overwhelm, of rushing, of putting lots of pressure on you. It comes in those really random moments when you don't even think about it. When you're, you know, in the shower, as I always talk about this, the shower like breathes good ideas because you're totally surrendered and not forcing yourself to think about things. Um, And so I've been thinking about how I want the rest of 2020 to look, what I'm excited for, how I want to grow, what I want to expand into. Like I am obsessed with continuously expanding my life, my mind, my business, my mindset, all of those things. And in order to do that, you got to show up. You got to really show up and you have to decide. So use this right now, this podcast as a a little moment for you to decide, how do I want to show up for 2020? What have I been doing that's gotten me to here? And knowing that whatever has gotten you to here has been juicy lessons, but you also need to do something different in order to yield a different response and or a different result. And that decides with you taking action, with you making a bold move, with you doing something that you've never done before and really showing yourself that you're worth it. Or if you don't know that you're worth it, how can you expose yourself to the resources that can show you how, or how can you plug into an energy or a container that can give you the um, ability and the space to expand into that version of yourself that you know is possible. And it all starts with you. It really, really does. So really setting the intention for how you want the last quarter of this year to go and knowing that there is still plenty of 2020 to go. Like there is so much that we can do. There is so much that you can upgrade in terms of your mindset to feeling more peace and calm, to having better relationships, to um, calling in more money, to having a better relationship with food and finally letting go of binge eating. Like, wow, that is the best feeling ever. And so for me, I was really thinking about how I want to show up for the rest of the year and really getting excited for what's coming up. I'm going to be making some big 
big, big, big changes in the way that I show up on social media, the way that I run my business, the way that I'm coaching my clients. So I'm really excited to be infusing all of the lessons that I've learned over the past week, which let me tell you, they have been bountiful. They have been abundant um, because I'm always researching. I'm always learning. I'm always making sure that I'm up leveling. I'm always, you know, in coaching containers. I'm always doing therapy. I'm always doing all of the things, but I'm not doing it in an overwhelmed way. I'm doing it from a place that I feel really empowered because I am deciding what I want to do. I'm not getting overwhelmed. Overwhelm is an absolute choice. And the way that most of us are overwhelming ourselves is thinking that we need to do 20 million things at once. And we get obsessed with this idea of like shiny um, object syndrome. So I was actually talking to one of my private clients the other day, one of my absolute gems of a private client. If you're listening to this gal, I love you and I see you and I love our conversations. Um, This idea of like when you're on Instagram, and this is kind of why it's really good to take a break from it for a little while it makes you feel like you need to do this journal prompt and you need to do this thing and you need to do this thing. And this person's program might do this thing for you. And like, yeah, there is some good shit on Instagram, but at some point you need to commit to one thing and really go all in with it and decide this is what I'm going to do and not constantly think that there might be something else outside of you or outside of that program or outside of that coach that is going to be the thing for you. You have to go all in with one thing and just trust and really see it to the end, right? Really finish it off rather than doing something for a little bit and then changing and then switching lanes. And this is where investing is really important because obviously if you're doing something for free, naturally you're going to be less committed to that thing because you haven't put like showed up. You haven't put anything on the line. You haven't risked anything. When you invest, you put money and energy into something and that helps you to really, really show up with something. So that's where like, yeah, like investing is going to help you to actually have that place of trust, but you're investing in someone else that keeps you accountable and shows you how to trust yourself as well. And so you move forwards with that. And that's how you actually get results. You don't get results by constantly thinking, oh, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to change things. Maybe this is something. You go with the thing that makes you feel more, most excited. You go where your mind wanders and you drop into that thing and you decide this is the thing that's going to change me this is the thing that's going to expand me and you put your blinkers on you stay in your lane and you move forwards with it and even maybe now you're thinking oh I've been doing that I've been doing that shiny object syndrome where I think there's going to be something else out there that's going to change the game forever and you know I've been not able to commit to something and at that point it's like well commit how can you commit to something and, and actually then get the results and committing to something is scary because there are no guarantees in life right it doesn't just because you commit to something doesn't mean it's necessarily going to work for you but you got to trust yourself and you got to trust that things are going to unfold in the way that they're meant to. And if something feels really exciting for you and you keep looking at that thing or you keep going back to that or you keep checking it or your mind keeps wandering to, wandering to that place, then go there and really let yourself expand and experience it for yourself because failing or making mistakes is part of succeeding. It's part of growth. There are really only two options. You're either staying the same or you're putting yourself out there and you're making mistakes and you're failing and you're learning and you're growing and that's how you move forwards, right? At some point, you have to accept that and know that that's a part of the journey and actually that's a really good sign. As I said before as well, like not once having a week off social media did I get lonely at all all like not once literally I found it really easy to reach out to my friends and my family and I was calling people and I have been like I was saying before so incredibly overwhelmed with how much support I've gotten from friends and family this year more than ever before like people are just constantly messaging me wanting to hang out with me and like I don't say that in a way to be like look at me I'm like miss popular social butterfly no I think it's just because I I do pour a lot of energy into my relationships but what I used to do and I'm sure a lot of you will really relate to this is I used to give and give and give and always be the one initiating, always be the one organizing things, always be the one to text first. And when you're 
you're always doing that, firstly, you're laying down the expectations that you are going to do that, that you're going to be the initiator, that you're always going to be the one who will you know, make the plans or whatever. And secondly, you're not giving any space for the people who really love and care for you to give to you. You're not giving any space to actually receive the support that you truly want and that we all deserve. Every single one of us deserves to be taken care of at some point. Uh, Do you have space for that in your life? Are you actually available and open to that? Because so many of us aren't, especially as women, we feel like we need to give, 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 give all the time until the point that we get really frustrated and overwhelmed. And then we expect all of a sudden that people should know that we're not giving anymore and that we need to receive. And when people don't give to us, then we're like, well, you know, they're selfish and whatever. And it's like, yeah, I get it. People should be, you know, taking responsibility for that. And the energy exchange should be equal, but also take responsibility for the fact that you have laid that relationship, that friendship out in that way. So if you want things to change, you got to communicate it or you got to take a step back and trust that in the right time with a bit of patience, you will get the support that you want. And in the meanwhile, it's really important that you do the work on yourself so that you can be in a place to receive so that you can be in a place to like be authentic in whatever does come towards you, because you want to be making sure that you're making friends and relationships and connections based off the person that you truly are rather than performing in order to get a person to like you. And this is a problem with social media, right? It affords you so many opportunities to pretend to be something, to perform, to use a filter, to only put your best photos on there. And we all do it. Like I try to be real on Instagram for sure. Like if for those of you that follow me, you'll know that I post photos of me in less flattering angles or I try to not use filters sometimes and, you know, whatever. I try to be real. But at the end of the day, the act of picking up my phone and deciding that I want to take a photo, do a story, post a video, whatever, is still me like very consciously doing that. So it it really makes you like perform as much as possible. And sometimes when you're doing that all the time, you can forget who you truly are. And that's where it's a good like time to take a break from social media and remind yourself of who the fuck you are. And for me to not have these feelings of being bored or lonely or sad or anything like that just showed me that like I do know who I am and I'm not done learning like I'm always learning. I'm always excited to grow and that's a huge value of mine. But it also gave me the ability to know that like I'm totally capable and content because I got me like I've really got me. I know who I am and I'm excited to be by myself and I'm excited to be whoever's company and whatever. But like I've got me. So it means no matter what happens. I'm going to be okay. And that's the best freaking feeling ever. And I hope you know that that feeling is all available to you as well. Whatever challenges may come up for you. So I'm going to end this podcast episode here. I hope that you learned something from it. I hope that you found it valuable. I hope that you were able to take away something from my experience of quitting social media for the week. Moving forward, some of the things that I'm going to be doing is kind of using Instagram like less, obviously, because I think that uh, like quality over quantity. I'm really excited to connect with those of you on Instagram that are sharing my stories that have things to say. Like I said, in, uh, an episode last week, I'm excited to get some questions from you from the podcast. So if you have something that you would like me to answer on here, shoot me a DM and I will happily answer it for you at the start of next week's podcast episode. And what else will I be doing? I'll be using Instagram less at nighttime. I will be, um, 
I don't know, posting probably a little bit less, but making sure that what I'm posting is really quality and just really making sure that I'm showing up from a place of empowerment rather than like, oh, this is what I should be posting or I have to post this or, you know, if I don't post this then people aren't going to like me. Like, no, I'm going to really trust that what I'm doing is of value and that the way that I want to show up on social media is the way that I need to show up rather than showing up because like this is the best posting time or like trying to fit into the algorithm. I'm done. I don't want to fit into standards anymore. I'm creating my own standards. And again, we all have the capacity to do that. And for me, I really feel like showing up in my full self and being a role model can influence each of you to decide to do that and to make your make your own rules, make your own rules. Like it's your life as well. And you can take the reins whenever you decide and not let things hold you back, not let time or money or fear hold you back anymore and decide to show up. Because let me tell you, your future self, is waiting for you. Your future self will thank you. And you can either wait six months and hope that things get better, or you can decide to make a change now and do something different and take a leap of faith and know that in six months, you actually will have changed. All right. Big love to all of y'all. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. 